0: Welcome to Catholic Stuff You Should Know, the J10 Initiative. Take a seat, Father Nathan. Hello.
1: Catholic Stuff Podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> well,
0: that's what we do at the end.
1: Oh, yeah. It's been a while. Yes, <laughs> it has been. Welcome to Catholic Stuff. It's Father Nathan. Father Michael. And we're back after uh, a little bit of a hiatus. I don't think it, they it has, didn't notice. It doesn't seem that long, but it's been it's been long enough that it's like, wow, we haven't podcasted in forever. Yeah.
0: Well, I think when we do a couple in a row, it's nice for us because we get a break. But then there's like no banter. If people were if people were complaining about the no banter on that Theosis one, it's like literally. And I listened to it again. We'd literally were just like, hi, welcome to the podcast. So Theosis, all right. Did <laughs> it? Here we go. It's yeah, like we've been talking for hours at that point. And it's yeah, like, exactly. Well, because we that
1: wasn't the one where we recorded. That was a different one that, that we had figured out how to use the equipment and
0: everything. Yeah, but we did like two, two weeks in a row we recorded for oh, the podcast, right. so yeah. Back-to-back back jacks. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, we're back. All right. Yay.
1: It's July 4th. What are you going to do tonight? Uh, probably hang out with you and watch fireworks. Did I invite you? I'm just kidding. (laughs) So good news, folks. Blanket advice. Um, uh, St. Joan of Arc uh, has found itself happily on 58th and Ward Mm. in, as Father Michael called it, Farvada. (laughs) Arvada, Farvada. Um, So, uh, but right next to Stenger Field is where the fireworks will be set off for the Arvada uh, city. So anyways, you can watch it from the... St. John of Arc parking lot. So
0: we'll have our bourbon tonight because it's like barely dawn right now. True, yeah. Especially yeah. on a day off when we're supposed to be sleeping in. So I know we're drinking water.
1: <laughs> I was, uh, I, I was. We all crashed. I crashed over at Father Brian Larkins' place last night with Father Jason, and uh, I had a conversation with them about like what they were preaching about. Yeah, and we were talking about how uh, the first, our first reading. It was from Isaiah 66, and it's like, oh, that you may suck fully of the milk of her comfort. Okay. And uh, for Americans, that's like really, you know, like they're kind of weirded out by that, but for the Hispanic community, it's like, oh yeah, consolacion de los senos, like consolation from the breast. Right. They get it, you know? Yeah. So then I fell asleep and I had a dream that Father Jason once <laughs> was was named the chaplain to the La Leche League and was, like, gonna, gonna like, do some kind of work with that. But he, like, had crusty the Clown hair. Like, he had shaved his head in the middle, like, completely bald. He had this wild hair and he looked so disheveled. And I'm like, Jason, I think you should take maternity leave for yourself and get your life in order. And... Um, and then I woke up. So, <laughs> so, yeah, the combination of combination of Pinot Noir and uh, yeah. Harry Potter right before I went to bed and our conversation on Isaiah 66. Companionist slumber party stories. Exactly. Yeah. So, anywho. So, they're all going to come out tonight. Nice. Anybody who gets this in time, which you won't because it's going to come out two weeks I later. I was going to say. So, you can plan for it in, you know, however long.
0: Happy Independence Month. That's right. That's right. Why not? So...
1: Yeah, actually at uh, St. John of Arc I've already met, you know, a few podcast listeners.
0: Yeah. So. Somebody was on Facebook kind of shouting out to all their fellow Joan of Arcers about yeah. their new cool pastor who Yeah. I think he was he was like he's tech savvy. <laughs> I was like we don't do any of the tech on this no, thing at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> we just talk and other people figure out that stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they'll learn pretty quick. <laughs> I'm pretty old-fashioned when it comes to stuff like that, especially your hair. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I heard that Father Mike and Father John related to the listener land, the, the epic pastor leap into the his...
0: flowing of the fro. Exactly. into the pool. That's right. I wanted to put that on Facebook, but the, what I have is very blurry. I don't know. Is, is the only version of that video blurry? So it's what? Father Nathan wearing the star suit and jumping very eloquently into his new rectory pool and his yep. fro-lit flowing in the wind. Yeah. Well, it's an
1: iMovie, so I think it's tough to upload oh, it. Okay, we might be able to do like an AirDrop. Yeah, and then you can get it. Okay, so we'll figure it out if people really want it. It'll be <laughs> oh, people want. I know it. they do. <laughs> I know they do. We were talking the other day on the before our Lord's Day on Saturday. We went to Snarf's. Yeah. Because uh, I couldn't. I was. Spo- I was supposed to cook, and I got done with Mass, and then immediately came down. Um, so I couldn't make it. I couldn't cook. So we just walked over to Snarf's and um, we were talking about the quotes from the Facebook feed. So, again, if you if you know of any good quotes to put on swag, yeah, you know, somebody actually made a great point. They were like, you should do a go ball snowballs <laughs> work shirt, work shirt. That I'm was like, my favorite. that's brilliant. <laughs> um So Father Father Josh Mayer from Gallup, he always wears this. I think it's Matsumoto shaved ice hat from oh, Hawaii. Nice. Um, and uh,
0: so if we could like plan yeah, we it do off a that. trucker hat too, trucker, trucker hat, ball, snowball, snowballs, trucker hat. Exactly. That's kind of okay. Fitting. See, I vote for that with like a fake for, with a fake mullet hanging down the back. <laughs> yes, that would be awesome. Oh my
1: gosh! See, I'm not tech savvy, but I'm like that would sell. That would, that would sell. sell like hotcakes. <laughs> so, anyways. Nice last thing i'll say is um i married a couple this past weekend that's not legal yet sorry
0: what marrying oh oh you mean you performed the wedding
1: yeah okay anyways um so keith and veronica Sarensky, i don't they do not listen to the podcast i would think but somebody might who's one of their friends but anyways so i was like preaching and i was like speaking to keith the whole time, because like I said, actually this homily is intended for the married couple, right. for the couple to be married. I'm exhorting them to right. you know like live the vows that they're about ready to proclaim. But I kept finding myself just speaking to Keith, like it was evident that I just kept looking at him. Okay. And then all of a sudden, I caught myself doing that, and I said, uh, "I'm sorry, Veronica. Um, I keep looking at Keith. As you can see, I didn't really do well talking with girls. So." <laughs> Um, i'll 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 try <laughs> and like the whole place was just like <gasps> 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 then he started sweating and i did yeah i with your hands <laughs> actually that's kind of true so anyways so i think we've i think we've sufficiently bantered yeah.
0: you know right yeah, i think so okay give us feedback on the uh, on the banter <laughs> give us feedback on the honestly banter. when i listened to like the original podcast Thumb, like 6 up. years ago podcast it seems completely like they wrote their banter I don't know. I don't think they did, but it just it, it was so measured and like John and Mike were so awkward that it just kind of feels like, hey, John, what are you doing today? I don't know, Mike. I'm probably doing some studying and well, taking Mike- a nap. <laughs> 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 it yeah. probably was very real. It just doesn't seem like it. We're, it's so much more laid back now. Yeah. Yep. Which is good.
1: Well, we are—we actually have different lives now. Yeah, that's true. You Very know? different lives. Like, yeah. I mean, in terms of if, in seminary life, it's like, so what'd you do today? Well, we had holy hour together <laughs> and mass, and then we took most of the same classes, and then we had lunch together. Right. Yeah. So what are you going to do now? Yeah, well, I'm right going to
0: podcast. Thing. Right. So right. that's true.
1: Now we're totally different. Yeah. Now, now we're, we're totally real, different. Real lives with real jobs. This is real life, folks. All right. So... Uh I am okay, I I should just give a disclaimer, okay? Okay. I feel like I haven't adequately researched a topic in months. Until today, right, Father Nathan? Nope, still not. <laughs> you're You're like like the husband that comes home like after a long business trip it's like maybe my wife like you know actually cleaned the house and sobered up and the kids (laughs) look like they're you know whatever and instead like mom's just like drinking her sixth glass of pinot noir watching like reruns of uh one life to live and it's like oh honey you're home i thought it was tomorrow i was gonna clean but anyways uh, i know the feeling (laughs) So, I mean, I've, I've researched some of them, but, um, I was getting out of the car and I was like, do I need to grab anything like books or articles? And I was like, no, I have everything on my Evernote. And I'm like, but it's only like, you know, it's pretty short, but, um, I've been thinking about this podcast for a while. So, okay. But, um, I do have a prepared topic that I read a book, an entire book for nice. It's called Harry Potter, but, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm on book, I'm on book five. But Congratulations.
0: Yeah, that one's going to come later. I won't give away the ending.
1: Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, don't say anything. I actually kind of bit um, Saneet Zaleski's head off oh. because she made a slight comment about what happens towards the end of book five, and I was like, please don't ruin <sighs> this for me, but I was like, kind of uber-sensitive, so right. I apologize, Saneet, I apologized before, so... Anywho, but this topic, it's not, this is, this falls under like Catholic stuff as in like universal stuff. So it's kind of a stretch, just like Summer Advice, my last one, but (laughs) I think, I think it's important. So a a few months ago, we did the podcast on OMG, right? Umagird. And, um, and I think that was important. Like, you know, things that get used in normal conversation that seem to be, um, I don't know, just becoming sort of uh banal and right. profane. Right. They just happen. It's not it's no longer anything sacred, it's just profane, you know. And I don't I don't know when this came into the common vocabulary, but it's been driving me crazy because it's crept in everywhere from uh normal conversation to confession to intimate kind of conversations with friends about like serious topics and I I can't stand this phrase. Hmm. And the phrase is, it is what it is. Have you how many times
0: have you heard that? Yeah. Do you hear it a lot? Um, I probably hear it more. It's just it literally is said so often it just I kind of hear it and I blow it off. Mm-hmm. Honestly. So you're probably right. I was, you
1: know, I just left, you know, St. Francis, Cabrini and Littleton and did some work with the high school kids. And, you know, obviously with them it's a lot more prevalent. Right. But I found other people, like even parents, people that are pretty faithful, you know, people that like pray and go to mass and like they have a really strong devotional life. try. When you start talking about either the difficulties in your own life, the difficulties in someone else's life, all of a sudden it's just like, instead of saying anything more, it's just, well, it is what it is. Yeah. And what really frustrated me was when I was suffering, and this was around the time of Father Garonsky's, um sudden diagnosis, you know, really steep decline, and then death, it was, well, um, you know, you... Uh, I mean, it's it's really hard that, that he has cancer, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, You can't do anything. It is what it is. And I'm like, that doesn't comfort me at all. And
0: it doesn't make any sense either.
1: Yeah, you're just saying it's like the principle of um what is it not not the principle of non-contradiction but then there's the opposite one that like a is a and not right. b right what is that principle of identity or something uh, i don't know the proper term yeah well i'm not going to pretend to know it lest i end up saying what was the word Dwice? <laughs> dude love it john love it own it man um so uh but it was like it's like, A is A. Well, yeah, that's that's just like a principle of, it's a foundational principle of metaphysics. This orange is this orange. This cancer is this cancer. Yeah. My child uh, being addicted to drugs is my child being addicted to drugs. And I'm like, yeah, but doesn't that hurt? Like, yeah. isn't there anything that you can do? Isn't there anything that you can say that elicits a little more compassion on your part or on my part than
0: just yeah i'm just going to repeat back to you what you just said it is what it is it's like a pat on the shoulder there there it it means nothing it's yeah. just saying something to say something
1: well they we used to, we were trained in seminary about empathic listening i don't know if you, yeah. if you got this i did
0: suicide hotline training and yeah yeah,
1: yeah. so some of that is uh, repeating back to them what they just said right so that they understand that you heard them but you're also saying it in a way that um, connotes, I, I, I believe that what you're saying is real, right? You know, and uh, also it sounds like, you know, because then you would say it sounds like you are feeling right. upset because of this, right? But just saying it is what it is is just repeating back to them. It's not even repeating back yeah. to them you didn't even hear it well it is what it is
0: because if you if you listen to that phrase literally it's almost like they're just trying to tell you get over it yes because it's not going to change in other words this is the reality so get over it yes yeah
1: yes and this is where i was like all right i'm gonna do a little i gotta do a little thinking about this Mm. so i did do some
0: preparation (laughs) (laughs) folks Over many on on the drive between jelly and here. No,
1: not true. I have a whole Evernote (laughs) thing. I didn't do that. So, um, Father Nick Blaha and I had a wonderful tryst together in uh, his rectory. I hope that doesn't, you (laughs) know, some mistakes. (laughs) We made some mistakes, you know, like, but uh, uh, we drank a lot of Pim's Cup and Elder Flower Saint Germain, and um, we didn't mix those together, but anyways. (laughs) And I asked him about that. I, I said, I want to do this podcast on it is what it is. And he said the exact same thing. Yeah. And and um, there are very few times in my life where I have to qualify, or how do I say this, where I have to slightly correct Nick Blaha, okay. because normally he's just like dead on. Mm. But he said the exact same thing. He said, well, that's you know that's despair. Okay, we've talked about this before, but despair says that in between myself and the object of my desire... There is an obstacle, and this obstacle is too great, and therefore I will never get to the object mm. of my desire. OK So um, so that would say, if somebody says it is what it is, they would say that it would be like they're saying, "The obstacle is too great, and the good will never be right. never be achieved."? Right. But they're not saying that. They're actually saying, "Yeah, it is what it is. Like there's really uh, we've lost the point, right? We've lost We've lost the point of existence. It doesn't have any meaning. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and I've been promising this podcast for like over a year. I think it's over a year. Hmm. But we. St- I still need to do the one on Achadia, which is funny because Achadia, uh, you know, is sloth and I haven't done it. So, you know, like whatever. But John <laughs> was doing Love Pride, <laughs> right. you know, and it took him just as long. So anyways, did John end up saying on that one that he's Love Pride? I don't think he uh. is.
0: I don't remember him. Saying I don't even that. know. I don't even know. I those. think he said that he was though on a previous podcast prepping for it. Oh yeah, he's prepping for it, but I don't know which. Did he acknowledge yeah. which one he thinks he's under? They did at one point. I don't remember which one it was though. They both. I think they were both the same one. Like, I don't he think. he I don't one. know. I don't know. I haven't listened. They to it. thought. Sorry. Anyways, so
1: then if you lose the purpose of existence, if you lose the point, that really falls under a chadia, right? And and that's saying. Actually, there's there's nothing really you can do. Despair actually looks at the the obstacle and the good and says, I really do want the good, but this obstacle's too great, yeah. and therefore, like I'll just you know, I'll, I'll I'll fall away from it. Yeah. But sloth just says, Nah, not, yeah. There's not really much. Yeah. You know, th- I mean, what what can you do? Yeah. What they don't even see an obstacle. It's just what can you do? Yeah. And they don't even want to enter into people's suffering, or people don't even want to acknowledge that they're suffering. So then they don't even see the point.
0: Yeah, what was the what was the Batman movie after Dark Knight where there was in the they were in the pit and they could see the sky, and that yeah. was like the torture. Mm-hmm. It's like that's despair. You yeah. see, you see the goal, which is the outside world, but you see the obstacle, which is of course you're in the pit and the walls of the pit. Right. So that's that's despair. Sloth is rise, just I don't care that there rise. is. A, yeah, rise, <laughs> rise. Yeah, that's it. You don't care that there is an obstacle. You don't care that there is an escape. It's just like evil contentment that is not real contentment.
1: Or yeah, and the, and that that the evil is so omnipresent yeah. that it's just like what can you do? Yeah, yeah. you know. Um, they say that um, in uh, in Lord of the Rings when all of the all of the orcs or whatever they are are banging on the door of. Helm's Deep. Mm. And they realize that they're defeated. And the king says, you know, in the face of such evil, what what can you do? Yeah. I mean, it's, he's just so depressed. Yeah. And it's not even despairing. It's just he's lost the point. Yeah. What is the point of my job as a king? What is the point of my job as a warrior, whatever? And then Aragorn's like, ride out and meet them. <laughs> and then they get on horses and they do what they can, yeah. you know? So um, I think that... Part of the issue is whether you're saying it in the first person or you're trying to console somebody uh, after they've said said you know something that's going on like yeah I don't have enough money to buy a car or I I, I want to move I want to move but I I just can't afford to get a new place but it is what it is then it's like so what can you what can you do or like how can I say to them It sounds like you're you're frustrated or you're suffering or you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. And that that's just gonna be the way it is.
1: Yeah. Of course, I mean, we did do a podcast a long time ago on fix you. Right. So you, you gotta stand within the balance of let me fix everything that's going on in your life. Right. And you know, and also just saying, Well, there's nothing you can do. Yeah. But I what I'm saying is what I want people to do is is share in my suffering, and when I tell you that um, I don't know, I don't like living alone. I don't like living alone, and, I, and I've said that you know, um, you know, to multiple people about this, you know, new rectory, whatever else. Yeah. I'm gonna live. I'm gonna live alone, at least you know, for the foreseeable future. And I'm frustrated by that. And then people just say, "Well, it is what it is. There's not really, there's nothing you can do about it because they already have this rectory." I'm like, "No." Right. There's something that I can do or at least you could say to me, Man, that I, I I hear that you don't like you don't you don't like living alone. That must be really hard. Right. You grew up in a in a family, whatever else. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. I, I think it is what it is, is a good if people are in other words it's something you can say to someone intending it to be a springboard towards hope. Like I I think there are tendencies where we say, I'm just going to be in denial or I'm going to, because of sloth or because of despair, I'm going to deny even the present state because if I, if I acknowledge the present state, it's just going to lead me to more sadness. Mm -hmm. But so in other words, you have to say it is what it is as far as I'm going to acknowledge the reality of the present situation. I'm living alone and I don't like living alone. That's, it is what it is. But then that becomes a springboard to something else. You, you, that, that, is a a moment of okay but there is hope and I think that's what right if we're using it as just something to say because we don't know what else to say you know that then then it can become if you think about it despair but if it's if it's used as okay you're living alone you don't like living alone now what are you going to do about it now what are we going to do about it you know I I, I I feel for you I feel your sadness now let's move towards acknowledgement of the gift of hope that Christ gives us and then move forward with that mm-hmm so it won't, it will not always be what it is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Again, I think that we, we find it difficult in our modern period where our, in many ways, our emotional life and our social life are so displayed before everyone Yeah. Um. that I can kind of see like all these different things. Like I had a friend of mine, I have a friend of mine. Uh, I hope he would con- still consider me a friend. His name's Mike. He lost his dad. He lost his dad, um, I think it was a few, uh, maybe a year ago. Maybe it was a year and a half ago. The fact that I don't know that is you know, kind of self-condemning. Um, I saw it on Facebook, mm. and I didn't know how to respond to him, Um and the last thing I would want to say, and nobody said, truly nobody said this when Gronsky died, right. but weeks afterwards it was kind of that. But um, what are you gonna do? You know, he's, he's he's dead. Yeah. You know. And all I wanted to really say to Mike, and what what I still need to say to him is, um, I'm praying for you. And uh, this this is this is really hard. And you should hate this. You should hate death. Yeah. You should hate the fact that your dad, your dad passed away um and uh and just not doing anything meant that like I could see his pain I could see his kind of social status but what what can I really do right well then we just become isolated yeah even though we're more connected we become isolated yeah and then even in conversation it's like I I don't know how to enter into your into your suffering right I don't I don't even really know how to allow you to enter into mine yeah so then we have these kind of pat phrases that we say that seems like well at least I said something
0: yeah you didn't say anything and you know what that's funny because because i mean social media is a business and facebook is a business and facebook has just recently you haven't been on in a while, but have added other responses other than just a thumbs up like. There's a heart, there's a a kind of a a surprised face, there's a crying face, Hmm. and it's kind of created emojis that that somehow are a way of, of saying, look, within social media, if someone announces the most horrifyingly awful thing that happened to them, you literally, with one click, just put a little crying face on there. And it becomes yes. like the proper response yes. to something that is that existentially devastating. Yeah. And, and and Facebook, it's brilliant. I mean, they're 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 numbing our real life, but at the same time, allowing our life online to to have certain social norms that are accepted by everyone. Every I mean, everybody knows now that if something sad happens, you do the sad face. If something you know, if, if something is beautiful, you do the heart. You know, there's different things you can do, hmm. but it doesn't it kind of provides these pat answers that don't don't allow us to cu- I mean of course you can comment but they don't it doesn't allow us to customize our thoughts or to really go deeper with the person or to express any sort of real empathy beyond that one click yes. Yes. and so it's again it's brilliant from a business perspective and it gives people it alleviates the awkwardness that can come with social media mm-hmm. but we need to do something similar and yet certainly making it not nearly as trite or banal as, as in real life. But, but it is something when you, when you see something on Facebook, I think something like that, like somebody died, you know, okay, go ahead and do the crying face, but then do something else. In addition to that, to, mm-hmm. to, to really work within the reality of real life and also treat the person as a, as another human being rather than just a profile on Facebook. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's a great, oh, that's chilling. I mean, and and it's just a way in which we've kind of, sh- in shorthand, yeah, um, tried to say like, well, I know what you're going through, yeah, or like, I'm I'm sorry, but I don't I I don't I don't keep those, you know, yeah, like the happy birthday greetings you get, yeah, yeah I mean it's nice I guess, but like the the a person that actually writes a card to you, I mean right. it's just it's or somebody calls you, yeah,
0: it's just different you know yeah. so and the the additional problem to that i mean i i don't mean to vent on social media but there's also the reality that that people then it comes to be expected if i post something sad everybody should post a sad face yeah. and if they don't then i'm being neglected then they don't like me anymore and i i you know become as you know histrionic the, the everything becomes drama because they didn't do a, they didn't react according to the the accepted social norm of how Social media is Mm going to work, and then then we get offended because that seems like well everybody does that when you put something sad, or everybody puts a thumbs up when you do something good, and when you don't get those, and you get you know really depressed. We've talked about that in the past. I'll I'll stop. But anyway, it it is it is a we are losing our ability to have real empathy and to engage other human beings, and so I think it's going to become even more of a reality and more common for people just to have little banal sayings like it is what it is or, you know, because that's how we interact online so that we're going to start doing that in real life. And that's going to be debilitating to our society, to mm. our sense of community. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And in, in our own time, in our own time, and I don't know if we feel comfortable saying it shouldn't be this way. Like we've fallen from paradise, yeah. but it's kind of like, well, this is the world we live in. No, this is a fallen world. Right. And we have to fight against the tepidity that will keep us from just becoming lukewarm yeah. where I don't I neither feel the sadness and I don't feel the joy, right. you know? And or I'm just constantly looking looking for the joy and trying to bury the sadness. Yeah. Bury the bury the pain. And so if we lose sight of the end goal of of the the purpose of Christian community, which is you know going back to the last you know podcast union that we're made for union and communion with each other and with God, that somehow we have to we have to find a way to express that without just resorting to um, yeah pithy trite um, tagline aphorisms. That don't that don't really get to the heart. Yeah, even just sitting with somebody
0: and weeping with That's them. That's exactly what I was just about to say. Yep.
1: Yeah, yep. I mean, I don't know where it is, but it's like weep with those who weep, rejoice with those yeah. who rejoice, weep with those who, with yeah. weep who weep, love one another with the affection of brothers. Yeah, you know, it's like I I just I would want somebody to to care for me in such a way that they can they can just see my pain. Yeah. We were talking about that at Jelly it was like you know kind of like Job. You know, right. Job was looking for his friends to just empathize with him. And instead they, they just say, well, you know, at first it's like, well, this is life. You yeah. know, I mean, even he says that in a way, well, naked, I came forth from mother's womb. Yeah. Naked, I shall yeah. return. Right. You know, but then in the end, that's not satisfactory. And then mm-hmm. he goes on this long kind of quest
0: for why, yeah. you know, that, that was an immense moment of formation when we were training to be hospital chaplains in seminary was the, I, I had this this great fear of of saying the wrong thing to someone who's sick or a great fear of of not saying the thing that's going to literally make them bring them out of a deep despair and despair and depression and and bring them immediate joy. Like that's what I thought a chaplain did. You walk into a room, yeah. there's despair going on right. and you say a couple right things and they walk out, "Oh my gosh, Jesus loves me bum, so bum, much." and thank you so much, father. And you know, it was like I expected that and and it was just I needed to get over the the again I think I've shared this before, but it was somebody somebody said to me look the holy spirit was there long before you came he was there while you were there the holy spirit's going to be there long after you leave the room like the holy spirit's the one who's working he might need you for a moment and on part of that was and again it was some of the most intense moments is you literally just walk in and you grab their hand and you stand there for 15 minutes and then you smile and if you're a priest you give him a blessing and you yeah. leave you know and it, yeah. it, was, it was like it was so like sometimes that 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 ministry of presence, they call it. You know that that I'm, I'm. It's almost the opposite. Instead of saying something trite and banal, I'm gonna either be eloquent in my empathy and and speak from the heart, be sincere, authentic, and go beyond just a little emoji response, or I'm not gonna say anything at all. Yeah. You know, and that that silence and the presence is is enough, and that's what God wants in the mm. moment. And we're
1: affirming their pain. Yeah, this is really hard. Like yeah. it's okay for you to suffer. It's okay for you to feel grief. Yeah. It's okay to feel angry. Yeah. You know? Um, and, and instead of like, you know, Pollyanna. Right. Or or just, you know or just saying like, Well, there's nothing you can do about it, so just yeah. don't don't allow yourself to lose your peace over it. No, you should lose some peace over yeah. it. So Um Father Nick in his goodness gave me an excellent quote for this. So I'm he he allowed me to steal it, but he's hoping to to make this kind of a tagline for for the way in which he's uh, bringing this community together around uh, talks on the rocks, Mm. similar to Father Brian's pint with the priest. Um, But this is a homily from uh, St. Augustine on the Gospel of Matthew, and uh, he, of course, knew it in Latin uh, and knew the the, the translation by heart, so it's kind of embarrassing. But uh, anyway, so this is what Augustine says, "'Bad times, troublesome times.'" This men are saying, let our lives be good, and the times are good. We make our times, such as we are, such are the times. Again, the last line. Let our lives be good, and the times are good. We make our times, such as we are, such are the times. So that's how he wants to... Everybody raise their glasses. Such as we are, such are the times. (laughs) instead of just saying yeah, like man. well it, there's nothing we can do about it it is what it is yeah. it's like no we make our times yeah. we make of the the matter of our existence what we want to even the good the good and the bad you know and then if we if we kind of cooperate with the difficulties and sufferings and joys and whatever else we'll actually become the men and women that we're supposed to be which has been tempered by suffering Instead of, oh, man, thank God I avoided all suffering in my life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, final prayer. Final prayer. This is uh, from daytime prayer. Um, one of, I rarely do the psalm prayers. So they're like these little funky prayers. that Oh, are in during the hours. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But there is one that I always keep a lookout for, and I think it applies here, so we'll finish with that.
0: Cool.
1: Lord, teach us goodness, discipline, and wisdom. And these gifts will keep us from becoming hardened by evil, weakened by laziness, or ignorant because of foolishness. Amen. 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 So there we are. Well, it cool. is. It, it is what it is. You know, I just uh, that's that's my podcast. Yeah, right. oh, like shout outs. I guess. Shout outs. Okay. okay. So first things first. My brother got married um, uh, a few weeks ago to Megan, and so William and Megan Goble. Nice. Um, and uh, it was a great wedding. Had an awesome time. They just got back from their honeymoon in Alaska. Nice. So, hopefully, I have an Arctic nephew at some point. <laughs> um, the um, uh, let's see here. Oh, so we before the wedding, we were in a Chick Fil A. It was me, my sister, and all her kids and my brother and all his kids and all of a sudden a guy in clerics walked in and i said great this is uh probably the priest or the deacon from the parish and i'll just say hey i'm doing the wedding you know just to introduce myself and i said hey are you from uh holy trinity and he goes no and i was like oh are are you a priest he's like no i'm like oh and he's like i'm a seminarian i'm I'm a deacon uh, I'm passing through. I'm on my way to an ordination. He just happened to stop at the Chick Fil A. I was like, "Oh, that's crazy!" Um, so, you know, which ordination are you going to? Yada, yada, yada. And I said, "Cool. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm Father Nathan." And he said, "I know who you are." I'm like, "What?" He's like, "I listen to the podcast." I was like, "Yes." And he recognized your face. And Chick Fil A. I think he recognized my voice. Oh. Okay. So, and he just got ordained uh, less than two weeks ago, or uh, depending on when this comes out or whatever a priest so, yeah, a priest nice. he is a priest forever um so father michael Thiel from green bay wisconsin originally from oh it doesn't say saint saint Raphael in oshkosh that's where his home parishes so he's bishop ricken ordained him on june 25th so if you would say a prayer uh through the intercession of blessed kiara that he would be a good and holy priest. He's a great guy. So cool. to Father Michael Thiel, congrats.
0: Podcast and Chick-fil-A fan. Podcast and Chick-fil-A fan. All right. Uh, shout out to my soon-to-be husband, Micah Durnbos. Please pray for us Ooh. as we enter into the sacrament of marriage on May 14th. Are we that behind? Anyway, from Anne Schnitzenbaumer.
1: Schnitzenbaumer Schnitzenbaumer. Um... I wonder if he's related to Katie Dornbos.
0: So, and actually, I'm kind of sad you're losing Schnitzel Bomber. Yeah, I know. That's a cool last name.
1: Okay, so I'm still loading up the Evernotes. They're not loading, but I do want to say hello to Diego from uh, Santa Fe. He stopped by St. Joan of Arc Parish uh, yesterday, and
0: they just. Came up to Denver for something else, okay. I think he showed up to my Vespers as well. Really, I don't remember the name, but he said he had just met you and then he came to my Vespers. Oh, cool! On oh, no, 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 he came on Saturday. Was this a guy met you Saturday morning or was this he Sunday? met me Sunday? Oh, okay. Well, then some guy, I forget his name, that's horrible. Anyway, some guy came and prayed Vespers with us on Saturday evening, said he was a fan of the podcast. Maybe it just was Saturday, he just met you. yeah. Anyways, okay, cool. So, yeah, Diego. All right, I'll just go on then while your phone's being a jerk. Um, A toast to Evan Glowinski, officially now a seminarian for the Archdiocese of Atlanta from his friend Stephen Hill. Toast to you. Oh, sorry, bro. Evan, all we have is water. But water toast. Evan, officially a seminarian. With plastic cups. (laughs) We like got our juice tumblers. (laughs) Yep. All right, water toast for you. Congratulations on being seminarian. Persevere. All right, I got it now.
1: To my friend Sam Ford, hashtag shoutout, who introduced me to your podcast last month,
0: from Allison Barrick in Houston. Nice. To my buddy Hunter, the site supervisor at my parish, St. de Tecuetha, in Santa Clarita, California, from John Kennedy. From the grave. A shout out to my daughter, Maggie
1: Ray Rios Sherman, for her twelfth birthday, June 2nd, from Anita, her mom. Maggie Ray, if you end up uh, getting a saint uh, for your confirmation, you'll have five names. <laughs> Sweet.
0: Maggie Ray, Rio Sherman, Nathan. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I did hear, I don't know who this was.
1: I uh, Well, no, I won't say the shout out because uh, um, they're, uh, they're
0: actually going to. They're actually going to send me the actual info. Oh. Carry yes. on. You can do it then. Uh, from Matt Kyle to my wonderful and amazing kids, Ellie and Henri. Unless it's Henry. That's boring. I hope it's Henri. All right.
1: Um, oh, shoot. And then I have one more. Don't. Don't. Oh, my gosh. If I would have forgot this, he would have killed me. <laughs> he would have killed me. All right. <laughs> here we go. It was it was at the top of the page. So a shout-out to Colin Connor. From Emporia State, and to his friend, Latana, who actually requested the shout-out. So I met Latana. He's um, uh, a guy who's studying at Emporia State, and uh, his friend Colin um, is a huge podcast listener. So to both those guys, keep it real. Say hello to Father Nick
0: for me. You mentioned, look, look, at, two, look at two shout-outs. But out. I thought we already did that one. What? What? Oh, really? Did we? Yeah, I think those oh. are old ones. Oh, okay. Well, I, quick then, I want to finish shout-out. Uh, well, actually, I don't want to shout anti Anti-shout-out to Sarah Stacy from my parish, who only was going to make me brownies if I gave her a shout-out. So, no shout-out for you, but make me brownies anyway.
1: What? <laughs> you just passed on brownies?
0: <laughs> no, I wanted to make me brownies anyway, but she was trying to manipulate me. I'm not going to pander. Ooh.
1: Yep. Uh actually I bet those I bet those um brownies are gonna have like X well, something. Well
0: Meredith already made me brownies for giving her a shout out, so wah, wah. Sarah said she don't need to make me brownies. Alright, should All we just right. do this one? I I, 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 I I swear we
1: did this one. That All play, right, it, here we go. To Father Nick Blaha, an amazing priest. Amazing priest. Who introduced me and eight other college students to your podcast on a sixteen hour car ride. We were heading to a backpacking trip through Big Bend National Park from Madison. I swear we did this. Double shot. Great, great job, Madison. All right, that's enough. That's enough. We're, we started with Nick Blaha, we end with Nick Blaha. <laughs> Catholic Stuff Podcast at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Please. Uh, give us your likes and emoticons on the trucker <laughs> hat. Go Ball Snowball's trucker hat with yeah. bullet. Fake a out of the back. Happy Independence Day. God bless yeah.